Seances are one of those areas of spiritualism that can be polarizing, but spiritualism is also personal and seances can be very personal. I cannot wait to hear about this topic. I don't even know what else to say except tell me more. Well, I think today's topic is super interesting because we have seances taking place in the White House. <laughs> but again, for very personal reasons. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so in the White House. I'm so ready for this. everyone and welcome to Rituals, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm M. Schultz. And I'm Christine Schiefer. Every week we'll explore the evolution of spiritualism and the occult through stories, practices, and the impact on modern culture. Christine, today we are talking about First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln, wife of Honest Abe, and uh, the seances that she held in the White House during her husband's presidency. I simply cannot wait to hear about this. I, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know much about seances at all. And so I'm excited to hear about seances in general and more specifically presidential seances. Oh, the best of them all, I would say. <laughs> if you had to like buy a, a package, a seance package, you'd want the presidential. The presidential package, always. So if you're an old school fan of And That's Why We Drink, then you might remember us covering the ghosts of the White House all the mm -hmm. way back in episode 25. You might remember, I don't, but you might. You might, actually, because it was the episode where I talked about, well, sorry, Spotify, my raging UTI. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spotify. I was, like, I was like, what can you possibly say after sorry? If you're an And That's Why We Drink fan, that was a very pivotal episode for us because it was uh, all the, the flirting episodes that everyone still talks about oh, with me and Allison. God. And everyone found out on that episode our first date ended with me in the ER. In the hospital. So if you didn't like and that's why we drink, but anything I just said was remotely interesting, please go check out episode 25. Well, it's all coming back to me now. So I'm uh, I'm pleased to remember some of the episode. Uh, unfortunately, it's that part that I remember, but that's okay. Well, lucky for you, this is basically going to be that episode again, minus that part, because now we're just talking about the presidential seances. And uh, without knowing anything about any of the other first ladies, I can probably guarantee she's already my favorite. I don't know about you. <gasps> really? Okay. Well, I can't wait. She's the one throwing seances left and right. So it's true. Like the bar's already so high with her. Yeah. So let's crack into it. Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I know you just mentioned that you don't know too much about seances. Have you ever been to one? Have you ever tried doing one like at a sleepover and like it was in hindsight, like probably not the smartest thing to do? <laughs> Honestly, if I had, I probably wouldn't admit it to you because I think you'd be very mad at me. But no, I don't think I've ever done a seance. And I feel like a little surprised by that because it sounds like something I would force my friends to do at a sleepover. I've also never been to one. Have you? I have, which is you interesting because you said that I might get mad at you today. I feel like I would because I am personally always against like, don't do something if you don't know all the ins and outs and you don't know how to do it responsibly. Let's just say classically M is usually pretty mad about my opinion, my attitude toward Ouija boards, which is ooh fun. And um, Christine's very pro Ouija board at any moment. And I am very, <laughs> I don't know enough about it. And therefore it scares me. And as a big believer in ghosts, I'm afraid to accidentally open portals or something like that. I don't know. I'm more on the side of, oh, M seems to have hidden my Ouija board. Why don't I draw one on the back of our tour poster and make M play with a wine glass planchette? And I think that is a fun little... Which has happened. Well, that would be a wild example if that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Anyway, but you, you have done a seance? Are you serious? To be fair... The reason I say me today would be nervous to do one, and yet I have done one, is because I did one when I was 10 because I was <gasps> dragged into my mom's wacky antics. Your mother had a... Okay. So, all right. for those who don't know, my first uh, paranormal experience was when I was seven. I saw my grandpa a week after he had passed. So he has been kind of the constant ghost in my life. If I had to pick one, I feel like he's always kind of floating around and has been probably for the longest amount of time. So when he passed away, my mom and her sister, his daughters, they were like, oh, well, you know, maybe. Oh, no. Let's all do a seance because <laughs> all of us had had some sort of spooky experience. Like I saw him sitting on the foot of my bed. My mom was having dreams about him. My aunt like saw him standing behind her in a mirror one time. <gasps> my my cousin was getting pictures of him. It was really like it was he was very present. Everyone was getting a, an original experience every single person. Right. I like to think I got like the crown jewel experience you of did. seeing him with my eyes, but honestly, the worst to me would be in the mirror just out of like sheer fright like those horror oh, yeah. movie scenes where you close the oh yeah the medicine cabinet no 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 if my mom was hiding like and i saw her in a mirror i wouldn't think that's my mom i think there's a strange woman in my house and i'm gonna die so <laughs> wait your mom you mean if she had passed it, even if she wasn't if all of a sudden she just showed up <laughs> behind me in a mirror if anyone showed up behind me in a mirror i think i was in danger at first <laughs> okay uh, you probably would be to be fair <laughs> but no so i we all had like very original individual experiences with him so i think we were all probably swapping our stories and my mom was like oh well let's have a seance and i will say for a time when there wasn't like internet in your pocket 
she did as thorough of research as she could with within 48 hours and was able without again uh the internet in your pocket where you could just order things and they show up two days later she like went to every single store it became like a whole family experience of like trying to find this type of thing and this type of thing what did she have to find like candles it was something like at the time, I don't know how accurate this was, but it was like a white tablecloth, purple candles, something, something. It was like a, it felt like. It sounds a, like a scavenger hunt. It felt like a, like a hunt. Yeah. So she did it as thoroughly as she could for the time. And we ended up having a seance, which it did feel spooky. And we did, I guess the, I don't know, Ask Jeeves article she read said like. <laughs> <laughs> wow give her some more credit than that <laughs> ask Jeeves how do I have a seance <laughs> but so whatever article she was looking at said uh, if you have a tape recorder make sure you have one of those in case you hear anything basically it was oh. to get EVPs and the only thing that happened was I didn't see it because my back was facing the sliding glass door but everybody else swears to this day that they saw his face reflecting in the door Oh, well, he does like to do those reflections. He He's loves like, being seen. He, as do I. Um, and he <laughs> he also, somewhere out there, there's still a tape recorder. I think I have the tape recorder. It just needs new batteries or something. That we, they apparently got his breathing on the recorder. Because he was really sick by the end. And I guess the breathing sounded exactly as he did. Like and raspy. It, yeah, and none of us sounded like that. So... Anyway, that was my experience with a seance. And also, by the way, my aunt's husband, I guess because he wasn't taking it seriously and was not very respectful of what was going on, he threw a sheet over his himself and <gasps> pretended to be a ghost and ran through the whole place and like scared us thinking he was being silly. But in hindsight, we never closed out of that seance. So to this day, that portal is technically open or whatever is going on. Great. Ask Jeeves ah! how to close it because I'm not <laughs> loving that. Anyway, all that to say, I have been to a seance. It was not, uh, I just, I don't think I knew what I was getting myself into. You so. know, my aunt went to, my aunt from Austria went to a lot of seances and she has been to a lot. And I don't know much about it except that my dad told me she's been to many seances and um, is very spiritual. And she's the one who I'm sure I've told you has had like fair, like really strange dreams. Like she has very yeah. prophetic dreams and like mm -hmm. connects with a lot of family members and does Reiki and all that business. But anyway, so she's gone to several seances. And the only one my dad likes to tell me about is the one where she was pregnant and they told her she was having a boy. And then she proceeded to have five daughters. And he's like, it's all a bunch of baloney. That's nice. My mom also swore that she was having a girl when she was pregnant with me. And joke's on you, I'm uh, neither. That's exactly right. That's why I said so, I'm, like, I'm like, dad. Joke's on knows? you, mama. Who knows? By the way, side note, my favorite thing to do when I, if I know someone who's pregnant, if I hear people being like, oh, is it a boy or a girl? Or if they say, oh, it's going to be a boy. I always go for now. And then, oh, yeah. and then you know who the real class acts are because some people are like, uh, 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 and I'm like, okay, well, good luck with your baby. <laughs> and then you fun. put like a hex. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> then I ask Jeeves how to open a portal around the baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you actually never closed your last one. Yeah. <laughs> You have a bunch of tabs open and portals. Do you want to keep going? <laughs> that sounds like Clippy. <laughs> do you have a, a healthy skepticism of seances? I feel like you probably do. I do. I really do. And it's not just because uh, a medium told my aunt she was having a boy or whatever. I, sure. That's irrelevant. I don't know. But 
I do just because of all the stories you've told me about those kind of old timey seances where people would be Mm -hmm. knocking on. And I think so much of it was showmanship and or show woman show personship. I don't know. Sure. And uh, I think a lot of that kind of has influenced the way I look at it as I think I imagine, as you know, and I keep saying and it's probably very annoying. I am a big believer in energy. And I feel like if you were to get together and really try to focus your energy on, say, like your grandfather or somebody specific, I fully think that could work. I'm a full believer in that especially if you have people skilled at that kind of thing or or Jeeves has told you how to do it or, you know, <laughs> what Medi- have you. Medium Jeeves, yes. Well, <laughs> for someone who is such a big believer, I'm certainly open-minded to seances, but I think, I think depending on what happened at the seance would determine how much I believed in its power. I feel yeah. like for things I'm quick to believe, seances is not one of them. Just I because- think I would have to trust the people in the room too. Like I'd have to be like, I know you, yeah. I know you're not out to trick me out of my money or what have you. Yeah. I think if you led a seance or someone else in our circle. Now we're talking. I don't want to find out. I feel like I just gave you a bad idea. Did you hear that, folks? Em had a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> what if your mom and I had a seance? <laughs> Honestly, you have a better chance of that happening than me doing a seance. But then I would have to go and like watch. I yeah. would have to go. You know you would end up there. So God. don't fight it. Well, Anyway, getting back to Mary Todd Lincoln before I give you too many ideas. Sorry, this is not about me. I'm sorry. She did hold some seances, but do you know anything about Mary Todd Lincoln or even maybe her health? No. So I remember from your episode 25, you said, Mm -hmm. I do remember that she had a really hard time. I remember she had a lot of loss in her life, if I recall. And that was part of the reason that she kind of became very spiritual Spiritually yes. oriented, at least, is what I remember. But I don't remember the details of that. That's You're pretty on par there. So Mary Todd Lincoln, she did have a lot of physical illnesses. And I think eventually they also were nervous about her maybe having a series of mental illnesses. Oh, no. But uh, we, I got the scoop, so we will get into that. Okay, great. So, again, Mary Todd Lincoln is obviously our former first lady and wife to Abraham Lincoln. And a lot of history lessons will teach you about Mary Todd Lincoln's grief and alleged mental health issues, but she's also leaned into spiritualism because of that grief during a time Mm. when spiritualism started to become important to a lot of people. So not long after Abe was elected as the 16th president of the United States, uh, that was November 1860, in April 1861, the American Civil War began. And Uh if you've heard me rant and rave about this a million times, it's that this was the beginning of the first wave of spiritualism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Mary Todd Lincoln was not very well liked when she got into the White House because not only was she very outspoken, but she spent a lot of money during a time of (gasps) war when budgets were tight and people were suffering. So not reading the room. That was no that one's odd. On what, like white tablecloths and purple yeah. candles? and On her Ask Jeeves account, probably. <laughs> Presidential account. <laughs> <laughs> going to gender reveal parties and going until further notice, you know? <laughs> I don't know. So a lot of death came with the Civil War and Americans were trying to work their way through the stages of grief. And if they lost someone in the war, it was usually far from home. So Mm. family members had to find ways to deal with not being there for their loved ones at the end of their life. In comes the idea of seances to reach out to those 
lost loved ones and find peace and closure with the help of a medium. It makes sense. Closure. You wouldn't have any closure. How many people died at that time and you just got you just got nothing. You just never got to say goodbye. So no. it wouldn't make sense. So Yeah, absolutely. So Mary Todd and Abe Lincoln began to cope with loss long before the war, actually, and before his presidency, when their second eldest son died young. Oh. They would have gone on to have two more sons. But it was one of these boys' deaths while they lived in the White House that led Mary Todd to really lean into seances. Okay. Okay. Trying to contact her son. Or get some sort of closure. Yeah. So she she had two sons at the time and one of them's gone. And that was kind of the beginning of what a lot of people consider her spiral. Oh, no. Coming up, we're going to look at how the death of the Lincoln son sparked seances within the White House and the belief that Lincoln's ghost still roams its halls. Oh, boy. Okay. This is getting heavy. Hola. Hello, this call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow, ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow, now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier, thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The Lincolns really went through it in 1850. So their second son, Edward, died at just four years old. <gasps> And then months later, their third son, Willie, was born. So Edward was the first of the sons to die young, which is interesting because we don't always focus on Edward, especially when we're talking about the ghosts of the White House. Edward's never mentioned, which is so interesting to me. Okay. Okay. So he died first. He died first. And months later, their third son, technically now their second living son, Willie, was born. And Willie was allegedly the Lincoln's favorite child, but like, yikes like he was probably if there was a favorite he was probably the quote favorite because he came at such a dark vulnerable time he was the joy in a time of tragedy absolutely feel bad for the other son who like had to deal with lose i mean he (laughs) lost his little brother and now there's like a new kid that's getting all the attention like i can't imagine the trauma of that So Willie was allegedly the Lincoln's favorite child, but then the Lincolns also had a fourth son named Tad three years later in 1853. Okay, okay. So now they have three sons, three living sons. Three living sons. In 1862, Willie and Tad, the two youngest, they contracted typhoid fever, (gasps) possibly from contaminated water in the White House. Oh, no. And Willie's health declined really fast. (gasps) <gasps> and he died that same year or like within only like a week i think <gasps> and he was only 11 <gasps> oh no that's terrible yeah so once willie died mary obviously was a wreck cuz now she's lost two sons and oh, both God. before they were even 12 yikes and even though tad eventually recovered 
from typhoid, which is the good part of that. At least one of them survived, but she still lost one of them. Yeah. And this is a clear moment in history where many, including Abe Lincoln, were worried about Mary Todd maybe needing some mental health support, which, uh, duh. Like anyone would at this point. Absolutely. Can you imagine if you looked at her and went, she's fine? Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. No. Two of her children are dead. So Mary Todd found support for her grief when she was introduced to a group of mediums in Georgetown. And she began to host seances in the Red Room of the White House. Okay, okay. I love that the White House, I've probably mentioned this in our And That's Why I Drink episode, but I love that the White House, every room is just a different color. Like I didn't know that. <laughs> there's a yellow room, there's a green room, there's a red room, there's an oval office. So I love well, that everything's say, down to like colors like and shapes. Sesame Street or something. You know? Yeah, like, it feels a little Sesame Street-y, which yeah. like, simple, we don't have time, we got, this is what the room you looks know. like, let's go. Yeah. yeah, it's easier that way. Even the house, the white house. Okay, great. <laughs> it's another color. <laughs> Can you imagine being the house that's also white right next to the white house? And just like, oh, you're like, it's the white house on that, on, on Pennsylvania Avenue. Not that white house, the <laughs> other white house. <laughs> it's like, we, we share a lawn, basically. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I digress. There's evidence to suggest that Mary Todd hosted as many as eight seances in the white house and the president even attended a few. Oh. Which... By the way, like, I feel like it's interesting to me that Abe Lincoln came to some of the seances. But then also I'm like, that's really what a supportive partner would be doing is going with you in your process. Absolutely. I do think it's, of all things, at least interesting, interesting trivia to know that a president has done seances in the White House. That I enjoy. Absolutely. Then again, I'm sure weird stuff has happened at the White House that we don't know about. So. For all I know, like, aliens have shown up there to shake hands or something. I don't know. Oh, they have. They bump bows at a at a dinner. Bump bows. Oh, boy. Can you imagine uh, this happening at the White House in modern times of, like... Oh, absolutely not. It would be a doozy, to say the least. A doozy. It sounds like something uh, on a tabloid that everyone's like, yeah, right, you know? It looked like an Onion White article. House hosts seance. Yeah, it looks like an Onion article. Yeah, I don't... I can't imagine... Any of the recent presidents, despite their many extreme differences, I cannot imagine any of them just casually hosting a seance at the White House. When I think about Trump or Biden hosting a seance, first off, I think it would immediately be used against them in any way possible. Of course. But also people would be like, um, there's so many other things going on right now. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. So, and yeah. I imagine, I wonder what it was like then when he was going to seances and they were like, um, there's a whole war happening. But then again, if that's what they needed to grieve, I'd be cool with it. But keep in mind, it was, again, it was much more acceptable at the time. Sure, it's different. Yeah. So when I think about it, let's say like Biden were, you know, did a seance. Can you imagine if Obama did a seance? Oh my God, the it would have blown oh we'd never hear the end of it never i remember that time he rode a bicycle with a helmet i think about that a lot imagine if he did a seance oh my god and so in a bicycle helmet no less i think the the main difference is spiritualism at the time that abe lincoln did it was very common commonplace practice so yes that's the main difference but also wow the world has changed a lot so Absolutely. However, it did bother some people. So in April of 1863, President Lincoln hosted a seance of his own and called Mm. on the spirits for political guidance. Oh, (laughs) Oh God, that's I would be like, um, hey, hey, I voted for you, but I don't know that I love the direction we're taking here. It's like one voted for you Two, 
Team spiritualist, 100%. Three, love a good seance. Four, um, I like, I feel like having a seance over your son's death makes like emotional sense and maybe you're unpacking mm-hmm. something, but doing this for the country's political gain seems wary because whatever answer you get is the one that determines our country's fate. Yeah, like how seriously are you going to take this answer? Uh, <laughs> yeah. We could tell you what to do probably before you listen to a random ghost. I don't know. So uh, apparently Mary Todd was there. There were two cabinet members there and a journalist from the Boston Gazette who reported on it. But the validity of that seance where he was asking political questions or even the belief that it happened was questioned. So no one knew for sure if it happened. A lot of people thought it was a publicity stunt to make (gasps) Abe Lincoln look like the everyday man because everyone was doing it. (laughs) It's just like he's out golfing. He's out seancing. Yeah. But I was also like, didn't he already look like the everyday man by grieving over a loss through a seance? No, but have you seen that big top hat? Oh, it's full of secrets. <laughs> I do. I feel like it didn't have to be a publicity stunt if everyone already knew that they were having actual seances for their actual dead son versus like, here's the president doing a political move. Well, but I wonder if it was more like Mary Todd was doing them and he was like, OK, I need to look like I'm mm. actively participating in this. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. just like, oh, the the woman of the house is like off doing this like sure me too i also am i I don't know i i could see it being more like he had to act like he was more an active participant than he maybe was i don't know fair enough fair enough i don't know well in december of 1862 mary todd hired a medium named nettie colburn maynard to talk to the president and the president asked through this medium asked the spirits whether or not he should sign and enact the emancipation proclamation Oh, so that, wha- that that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure on that poor medium. And also, it's interesting that he needed help figuring out if he should sign that. Although, unfortunately, not surprising because, in fact, it actually makes sense that he would be on the fence about that. Little History 101 for those who might not know. But Lincoln was not the big anti-slavery ally mm-hmm. a lot of people like to give him credit for. Yeah. If anything, he was very meh about slavery. This is just some anti-racism 101 for everybody. Sorry. But Mm -hmm. he only signed the Emancipation Proclamation because he saw it as a military strategy during the Civil War. And because a ghost told him to, apparently. Apparently. (laughs) But yeah, get rid of slavery. The South is nothing to fight for. The war becomes a moot point. The U.S. goes back to normal. So anyway, he signed the proclamation as a tool of war, not because he thought slavery should be illegal. Just doing my part. Everyone should know that. No, it's important because that is not how we learn it in school. (laughs) Not at all. Everyone's like, well, he's not racist. It's like, ah. He's okay. 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 He talked to a medium first. Let's put it that way, you know? Yeah. So let's jump into a few years later, April 14th, 1865, when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. Yeah. At Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. Mary was sitting right next to him when he was shot. Oh, my Uh, God. She cannot catch a break, this woman. Yeah. So now she's got two of her four sons dead. She has now also witnessed within inches of her, her husband being murdered. Oh, my God. A really sad fun fact is that I mentioned this in the White House episode, but 
I think I did at least. But Lincoln allegedly knew that he was going to die that night. Oh, yes. And he told his bodyguard before going into the theater that he knew he was going to die. You know what? You did uh, You did talk about that on the episode 25. Yeah. That, was, that was a jarring fact. So... I don't know if he just like had a feeling or he had a dream the day before or something. He had a but dream or, or she had a dream or somebody had a dream. Someone had something, but he had a feeling he wasn't going to make it out of the theater. Oh, God. So also just like the guilt she probably had for not being there with her son the whole time because he was only sick for a few days. She's probably experiencing that again this time because when Abe got shot, she apparently was so hysterical that they made her leave the room while he was dying. <laughs> So, like, from a gunshot wound that she witnessed as she sat next to him, by the way, the love of her life. So, I can't imagine. So, now you've you've missed out on the only time you had left with your son when he was dying of typhoid. And now you didn't get to be with your husband when he actually died because you were crying so hard. Oh, God. Can you imagine already being in such a fragile state and then sitting next to your husband while he gets murdered? No, watching a play of all things here. At a play. I can't, and then also, like, then think of the turmoil that she must have been in handling everything through either the press or, like, having to make a statement or people running around. Or, or even just being a parent. Or even just being a person and, like, now you have to deal with, like, a death and all the stuff that comes after that. Like, mm -hmm. and being a parent, too, yes. But, I mean, wow, like, my brain would have snapped in half a long time ago and somehow... She was still going. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, she's inconsolable, but it fuels rumors of her mental health and stories of her within the White House right after. Oh, boy. So one of Mary Todd's servants within the White House was quoted in a tell-all saying that instead of her behavior being appropriate for what she just went through, she got painted as a woman craving attention. Can you oh my God. imagine? God forbid, you know. God forbid. You've already gone through enough and now also you're still... First of all, totally goes against her, like, weird guilt about any vanity at this point. Yeah. So, anyway. Wow. So now many people believe that the ghosts of Willie and Abe Lincoln haunt the White House with sightings in both the Lincoln bedroom and the yellow oval room. Oh, that one's got a color and a shape. Fun. Oh, wow. That's getting complicated. That's like second grade level. So, also, again, interesting to know, where is the first son who died? Edward. Why isn't he haunting the place? Very good point. Did they have to live in the White House for the ghosts to be invited to haunt there? You know, I wonder, maybe. He died before they ever lived there. You know, part of me wonders, and this is just another, you know, ghostly theory that has no evidence whatsoever, but I just sometimes I wonder, like, maybe the more turmoil surrounding a death, the more likely the spirit is Hmm. going to remain the energy is going to remain on earth and i wonder if i know obviously it was tragic when edward died but maybe the death of willie and abe were just so much more just adding on top of each other it just became yeah or they more and more labor right had such an impact that maybe that's more why they hung around i don't know mary tom lincoln was even asked to be photographed with her late husband in what is now spirit photography what Mary Todd Lincoln uh, secretly visited a self-proclaimed spirit photographer in 1870. Oh. And this man later was accused of being a fraud, but that did not stop her. And the picture does creepily show Abe Lincoln standing over his wife. But as I've mentioned many times on That's Why We Drink, just like how I mentioned with the Arthur Conan Doyle episode for rituals, there were a lot of medium and spear photographer scandals around this time. Yeah, it was a very easy kind of 
fraud to get into. And I guess also with spirit photography, that's one of the things that bothers me the most because it's sort of like early Photoshop. Like they're just fully exactly. blatantly lying. Like it's not even like if you were a medium who thought you had or, or a self-proclaimed medium who thought maybe you could access the other side and you were convincing yourself. Like as a spirit photographer, you are blatantly lying. Like you are full stop saying, oh yeah, sure. We'll, we'll get a picture of you and your husband. And then like taking negatives and like yes. in the it's dark just a, room. A, just a double exposure. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. It, it really, you know what? It ticks me off. Em. Oh, I found <laughs> something that really grinds your gears. Grinds my dang gears. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot of the fraudulent cases back in the day were either mediums or spear photographers. Spear photography was one of the things that Arthur Conan Doyle was like a huge fan of and like really dug his deep. Was it dug his heels in on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Mary Todd Lincoln also really apparently dug her heels in or at least was grieving enough to be open-minded to any potential her husband might be around. Which I understand. I mean, I, f- I fully yeah. do. I put all the blame, by the way, on the actual person. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But she wasn't alone because the country also wanted to believe in Lincoln's ghost still being there mm-hmm. because it made them feel, made them believe that their loved ones were also there. So this was almost like, oh. because it was the president in a double exposure, but the president as a ghost watching over his wife, it was a real spotlight moment oh. on maybe spiritualism does work. Up next are spiritual conclusions. Tragedy sadly followed Mary Todd up until her death but the thing she found solace in, seances, continues to comfort people today. Wow, good for her to at least find some solace. And um, I can't wait to hear more modern take on this whole topic. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mary Todd Lincoln's behavior didn't improve much after the deaths of her sons and husband. If it did improve, I'd be like, how'd you do it? Shocked. How'd you do it? Yeah. I'd be like, write a book. (laughs) But then again, it gets worse because on top of her two sons and her husband, her son Tad died in 1871. (gasps) So he was a young 18, (gasps) which added to the pile of grief. Making it her third of four sons to die by the time they were 18, along with her husband. So now she's dealt with four intimate deaths. I would say four out of five because the only one standing is their oldest son. Who, like, at this point, I would wrap in bubble wrap or something and tell him to never leave a room. (sighs) Really, it's tragic. 
And she allegedly began to suffer from paranoid delusions. Oh, no. So much so that her son, Robert, had to commit her to a mental institution in 1875. Oh, no. So Mary Todd's mental health being in the headlines around the country didn't sit well with her, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. So she got out of Dodge. She left the hospital, moved out of the country. Oh. She stayed in Europe for a while. She was like, everyone just... F this. Like she deserved to be out of that big white house and that dumb oval room and like just somewhere else. I would have been out of there a long time ago. I would have agreed. Even if my husband were president, I would have left the country for a while and been like, our son just died. And then our other son just died. Like, let me have give me a break. Yeah. So anyway, Mary Todd's mental health caused her to eventually up and leave. And in 1881, she returned from living in Europe and moved in with her sister in Springfield, Illinois. And Mary Todd later died of a stroke in 1882 at the age of 63. Oh, she was pretty young. She was pretty young, too. I think maybe after enough broken hearts. I mean, just... how can you? Yeah. I. And also, like, not to be, like, so dark, but I imagine if I went through that much tragedy, I'd be like... Everyone I would want to be here for is already gone, you know? So, like, just saying her body was probably just tired. Yeah. She was haunted by tragedy, rumors, and the press and public until her last days. And today we still have seances taking place all over the world. And in pop culture, there's, like, ghost hunting shows and, you know, how Ouija boards flying off the racks and tarot cards now having a 30 percent uh uptick so you know i did watch uh a an episode of my new favorite show kindred spirits and uh they did a seance and they had a tarot reader there who was it was very cool because she was reading cards as part of the seance and it just kind of added this cool element of like she had an expertise in this field and somebody else there was a psychic medium and could connect on that level and so it was kind of cool they all had different kind of angles and got together and did a seance in it it was just very cool to watch nice Uh, any opportunity you have to give a shout out to kindred spirits you'll always find a way just love it you know i just love it i can't help myself there's also always some skepticism with it all so Experts say that it's all in the psychology of suggestion that makes a seance feel real, which I can Mm. totally understand, especially Mm -hmm. when you look back at seances at that time. I would put money on at least one of those eight seances that Mary Todd Lincoln got ripped off in some way. Absolutely. Didn't we? Wasn't there even a whole story you covered in that uh, presidential ghost episode where this was it her who was getting ripped off by a psychic medium for a long time? Oh, I don't know. A lot of people were. I don't remember which first lady it was, but one of the first ladies got really ripped off by a psychic medium. It might have been Mary Todd Lincoln. I'm not too sure, but I do know she got ripped off by a spear photographer because (laughs) that's true, right? It happened at least once. But uh, yeah, it could be the psychology of suggestion. Even among healthy skepticism, some people find even the possibility of it really scary. That's me because I have some healthy (laughs) skepticism about it, but I'm also open-minded enough to be terrified anyway. You and I would probably participate in one and go, oh shit, this is real and I'm terrified. <laughs> I would be like, oh, and it's too late. We can't get out of here. And I think in seances, you're not supposed to like break hands. Like you have to hold hands the whole time. So when you lock in and commit, you don't oh, get to really? leave until oh, it's no. time to go. I'm pretty oh, sure no. that's how it works because you can't break the circle. Let me out. I, that's what I would say immediately. <laughs> I'd be like, never mind. <laughs> there are also sociocultural differences in how death is handled. So oh, sure. we should also be wary of that. 
So the concept of a seance as part of the grieving process can vary in terms of acceptance or avoidance of in participating in one. So makes a lot of sense. Also very good to note that like seances may work for you, but not someone who has a different belief system than you do. Absolutely. So that's Mary Todd Lincoln. Based on what you found out today, did your do you have an, a particular takeaway from this? I mean, I I just find it I find it sad that obviously understatement of the century, but it's just so sad that she went through all that. And I mean, part of me is happy she found some solace through seances, but it is a little bit sad to know that at least one person was taking advantage of that sadness and that grief. Mm-hmm. You know, part of me wants to say, well, as long as it made her feel better, but at the same time, you know, there was just so much of that shady snake oil stuff going on. Uh, yeah with spiritualism at the time that it just makes me feel a little icky. Yeah. But, you know, I hope she at least got some sort of peace from it. And also at that time, I think, again, everyone grieves differently. But if I lost my child in the 1860s, -hmm. you better believe I'd be having seances. So I would have probably been ripped off by people all the same. Absolutely. I think it's terrible that she had so much grieving to do in the spotlight. And not only did everyone criticize her for being fragile that she lost her children and her husband, but like she had to flee the country. I mean, I would have also, I totally get why she did, but the fact that that had to happen at all. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. also think it's interesting. We've touched on this before on And That's Why We Drink, but it's interesting to see how much of it could have been a valid mental illness versus a valid Mm. paranormal experience. I'm not trying to say that if you... sure don't have mental health issues that should be addressed, please go get them checked out. But was it just grieving or was she having an actual urgent mental breakdown? Because I think there was a time period where she said she saw Willie standing by the foot of her bed every night. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's one of those weird balancing acts of like, it could have been a ghost, but now everyone's reading it as mental illness, or maybe she really was having a breakdown and there was no ghost. You never know. You never know. And you know, the, the depression that I assume would accompany that if I experienced it um, might have hallucinations might be right. You never know, or, you know, lack of sleep or what have you, but yikes. I will say I've seen from a few sources that Willie does still haunt the white house sometimes. But like I said earlier, Abe Lincoln is seen much more often in the white house. He's actually the most common spirit witness there. Is he wearing the hat? I don't know if he's wearing the hat or not. Because I want- I'd be so afraid of that ghost. And I think it's because of the lore of the hat man ghost, you know, oh. like shadow man. And I think in my mind, it's a similar concept. And so I think that would really frighten me because he was very tall. He had that big old hat. I would be very afraid if I saw the ghost of Abe Lincoln, I think. I'd almost, later on, I would feel very honored that I was one of the only people to actually True. see the real Abe Lincoln top hat. I'd be like, whoa. Like, you imagine if you just got, of only the hat haunted you and not the person. The hat was just <laughs> everywhere. Now that's a different story. That's That I could get, get on board with. But he's seen everywhere. And I do wonder if it's because his wife was the one that Interesting. did seances. And he participated, allegedly. So maybe, yeah, maybe they were just so active in that. That he's the one that's now the, the most popular ghost there. <laughs> and she didn't talk to Ask Jeeves and figure out how to close her portal either. It's not her fault. There was no Ask Jeeves. Jeeves wasn't there yet. Is it too late to close it? Should we close it? 
It's, I think uh, we should, let's talk to Ask Jeeves afterwards. I'm going to call your mom and be like, there's multiple portals you've got to go close now. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you opened one, but now there's another one from the 1860s. It's your presidential duty to go it's close your, that. Your civic duty. Yeah. <laughs> Before we close, Christine, uh, is there anything that you think people should know who may want to experience a seance? I wish I had the uh, expertise to make that claim, but I, I don't think I do. I mean, I would really like to participate in one. And I I know I was, you know, we were, we've were we been joking and stuff, but I really would like to participate in one in a very respectful way, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm also with you, Em, that I'm quite fortunate to, you know, I've lost relatives and grandparents, but I haven't lost anyone extremely close to me, knock mm-hmm. on wood, you know. And I think I'm very fortunate in that, so I haven't felt the draw to to participate in that. But I think, you know, when I do, uh, if I do lose someone close to me, I would be much, I would absolutely probably be on board with, you know, either seeing a psychic medium, going to a seance, that kind of thing. I wonder if that's like a stereotype in like a, mm. the broader spiritualist community where like it's known that when people have really deep grieving processes, all of a sudden they spiral into like really reckless spiritualist practices. I know without thinking, if I were to act on impulse, if something were to happen to someone truly close to me and I mm-hmm. couldn't process it, I would almost immediately be whipping out Ouija boards, having seances, doing all these things and not doing them responsibly. So I wonder what what that looks like to spiritualists when they hear that one of their friends just lost somebody. I wonder if they think like, oh boy, now they're going to spiral and I'm going to have to close a bunch of portals when they mess up or something. I'm you know, close a bunch of portals. Right. I mean... <laughs> I know what you're saying. Like, I feel like there's a way to do it safely, though, to to be able to go find someone trusted, like a psychic medium or someone who hosts a seance that you don't have to do the yes nitty gritty of closing any portals. Like, hopefully you can find someone to do that in a more um, responsible way. Yeah, certainly. To, if you want, I would say me with my one time 10 year old experience, I would say you know, certainly go into it being open-minded. No one wants to be like the ass at the seance. No one wants to be your uncle. Or whatever right. <laughs> but also do it uh, respectfully and responsibly, as responsibly as possible. Don't just do it with nobody without any experience. You Safe know? seance, people, you know? Yeah. Seance safely. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Information on today's episode came from History, President Lincoln's Cottage, the White House Historical Association, Ripley's, Washington Post, and NBC News. Remember to follow Rituals on Spotify to get a brand new episode every week. And you can listen to this and all other episodes of Rituals for free exclusively on Spotify. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. You can follow me at Xteen Schieffer. And you can find me at VM Schultz. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. Rituals is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Fact checking by Cheyenne Lopez. Research by Chelsea Wood. It's produced by Kristen Acevedo and Jonathan Ratliff with production assistance by Ron Shapiro. We are your hosts, Christine Schiefer and M. Schultz. 